Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. And I will pray the Father and He shall give you another comforter, that He may abide with you forever. I'm going to read, read that. And I will pray, Jesus is saying this, the Father, and He shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you today for, the, for your word. God, you said that the entrance of your word will bring light and it will bring life. Lord, we thank you today, God, that as we hear the word, that the spirit of God is working with the word to confirm it with signs following. We thank you, Father God, that the word of God will produce for the thing whereunto you sent it. And God, I pray today, God, that our hearts are receiving that engrafted word, God, that's going to bring wisdom and understanding of your kingdom, God, the knowledge of our salvation and the seed of life that you've given to us by and through the Holy Spirit, God, we receive today. Lord, we just thank you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Turn, if you will, also, and let's read Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem. This is Jesus. While staying with them, he ordered them, or commanded them, not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. I love that. But wait for the promise of the Father, which he says, you have heard of me, or I've, I've talked to you about. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not many days hence. And when they therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom of, of Israel, to Israel? Now, and then he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons, for the Father hath put all things in his own power. Verse 8, But you will receive power. So he, kind of, he, he tries to get them back where they need to be. You see that? They kind of went on a rabbit trail. And Jesus said, uh, don't worry about that. Uh, let God be God in that. Just don't worry about it. Here, let's talk back about what I'm talking about. You like that? I like what Jesus did. He said, no, let's get back on track. Keep hearing what I'm saying. About this same understanding about the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's often, isn't it funny how often we, we, we take off on a rabbit trail? But he says, but you will receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you will be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So Jesus said something when he started this. He was talking and he mentioned about John's baptism in, in verse 5. He said, for John truly baptized with water. What was John's baptism? Well, John's baptism, we know, is a water baptism. Is that right? John truly baptized with water. Well, what was that water baptism significant about and what was it about? It was about the forgiveness of sin. Is that right? Huh? Aren't you glad Jesus forgives sin? Aren't you glad there is a forgiveness of sin? Amen. Glory to God. Or a remission of sin. We call this the new creation or the new creature. We call this a person being born again. Come on. 
Because we don't baptize unborn again people, do we? Huh? A person that don't receive Jesus Christ, you know, we don't water baptize them, do we? No, we, re- we water baptize people who have received. Isn't that right? Yeah. Glory to God. And uh, I-, I think we had a couple of people just last week we water baptized here, huh? Nicole and Jesse, they're both sitting right over here right now. Glory to God. Give them a big hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why? Because they have received salvation. They have received Jesus Christ. Isn't that good news? And so we see Jesus bringing this up, and he's talking about it. But what else does he say? He says in verse 8, he says, But you receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come on you. He, he says, so he tells them, he said, There is a baptism for the remission of sin. And then he says, But you will be baptized, in verse 5, with the Holy Ghost. Not many days hence. So let's just hear John's message for a moment, how John talked about it. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. I'm going to read this one. Matthew chapter 3. I've got a couple of translations on this one. But Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. Glory to God. It says, John says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear or to loose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. You see that? Glory to God. Let's turn to Acts chapter 2 for a moment. Go back over there, Acts chapter 2. And let's look what happened on the day of Pentecost. I kind of read that a little bit a while ago. Verse 1, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. There was over 120 people in that row. There was 120 people, sorry, in that room. There was 120 people in the upper room when this took place. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was there. Isn't that beautiful? And many others. It wasn't restricted to male or female. Apostle and not apostle. (laughs) Amen? But 120 people. Yes, the apostles were there. there. But there was many others as well who followed Jesus. And the Bible says that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Look down in verse 15. It says, For these, the Bible says, are not drunk as you suppose, seeing it is the third hour of the day. And this is Peter preaching. He says, But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Now we see, I love what Richard said a while ago. And, this thing, this, and you're going to have to get this in your thinking because there's a lot of unique thoughts out there today. Like the Old Testament has nothing to do with what's going on today. Even Peter in his first message, the first scripture he used was out of the book of Joel. Saying what they said, now we get into experience. And it wasn't just about the Holy Spirit, it's about everything. What you see there is what you, we have now in a reality. That was only trying to live an outwardly thing. Now it's coming and we're getting to do it. Come on, with God, in the presence of God, with the Spirit of God, everything, even church. Oh, glory to God. People don't know half the time what church is really, really is. 
If you realize today that you just joined with a whole bunch of angels and a whole bunch of other saints of God coming before the throne of God, did you bring your greatest worship and greatest sacrifice today before the presence of God? I'm just wondering. We would act a lot differently if we believed it. Okay. Come back. Praise ye the Lord. This is reality. He says, for, for we're not drunk as you suppose. So he had to make some clarity of thought here, what's going on. He said, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Oh, glory to God. Mm-mm-mm. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit on those, in those days, and they shall prophesy. Look in verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent. Let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. You see that? And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you, to your children, and to all that are far off, and as many as the Lord our God will call. Oh, glory to God. You know who those far off people are? You and me. He's talking about in space of time until the coming of Christ. We are part of that afar off. Isn't that good news today? I said, isn't that good news today? I mean, it didn't end with these guys. I said, it didn't end with these guys. Oh, glory to God. He said, repent and be baptized. That's the salvation. The pro- and then the promise of the Spirit, that's for all of us, saying you shall receive. You see, that promise is for all of us. All of those in whom the Lord God will call. Not just to a particular denomination. Not to just to a particular way of how this is how they believe. Come on, we need to believe the word. It's for everyone. Not just to a, a selected few. Well, if you've got that gift, then, you know, are you with me? And we're not talking about salvation here. If you notice, he's making distinctions every time. There's a distinction between the two. You know, we read a while ago out of John 14, verse 17, it says, The very spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Now, that's unique. You know, when you were not saved, what did you need? You needed you need the message. You needed Jesus, right? I said, you need Jesus, right? The world needs Jesus. But here the Bible says the very spirit of truth the world cannot receive. I didn't say it. Jesus said it. Why? If you notice everywhere you see, well... Repent, be saved, receive. Oh, glory to God. Are you hearing me right now? I said, are you hearing me right now? This is what Jesus said. This is what the Bible refers to. Everywhere you see this, let's just keep going here just for a moment. Look in verse 32 of of chapter 2. This Jesus God raised up of that we are all witnesses, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, has poured out this that you 
yourselves are seeing and hearing. Seeing and hearing. You see that? Hmm? That you now see and hear. There's a see and there's a hear. Oh, well, I have the Holy Spirit, but you don't see nothing. Sometimes you don't even hear nothing. <laughs> well, the Bible says when you have the Holy Spirit, you see something, you hear something. There's something that identifies you and I that were changed. You don't have time to bear no fruit of the Spirit. These guys didn't bear fruit of the Spirit. They didn't have time to bear no fruit. They weren't walking in love and kindness and gentleness and long-suffering and meekness and temperance. Are you with me? They didn't see, oh, well, they're so, they must be, they must be Christians and saved because they're walking in love. No, he said, no, we're not drunk. <laughs> huh? They saw and they heard. What are they doing? Huh? Oh, my. Something different about these guys. So much so they were all confused and confounded. Why? Because every one of them heard every one of them heard every one of them speaking in their own tongue. They even they even argued amongst themselves. No, they're speaking in my tongue. No, we're they're speaking in my tongue. They're over there arguing. You can read it for yourself. They're over there arguing, saying, No, they're all speaking in my language. No, they're all speaking in my language. Have you ever just if right now we can all speak in the same language? And everybody's speaking at the same time. You couldn't identify what language everybody's speaking just about. If we all was loud and speaking together, are you with me? Huh? I couldn't figure out your conversation at all. If everybody was speaking at the same time, at the same level, it just sounded like a bunch of noise. But these guys were going, they're all speaking my language, and they're all speaking about the things and praising God. We have heard people say, well, they were speaking in a foreign language that they didn't know. No, they were speaking in an unknown language that God changed the hearing of every person listening to whatever language they were speaking. That's what the Bible says. Isn't that something? We get, we, 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 again, we like to rationale everything. We, we, we say, come on, that's what a natural man will do. He'll take his rational understanding and try to make it make sense to the natural man. But the things of God don't make sense to the natural man. Oh, praise the Lord. Now, it'll make your mind scratch its head and go, what meaneth this? Like they did. But a person, the Bible says, Feel the Holy Ghost or some kind of seeing and hearing. So does everyone receive the Holy Spirit as they did on the day of Pentecost? Well, we know that through the apostles' preaching that it's for, for everyone. And I want us to look at something here just for a moment. Let's look in Acts chapter 8, verse 5. Acts chapter 8, verse 5. Everybody all right? Now, I feel the Spirit of God in this place. Who knows what might happen in here today? Acts chapter 8, verse 5. Hope you didn't come for entertainment. I'm not an actor or a performer. Neither of these guys up here singing. Acts chapter 8, verse 5. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them Christ. You see that? 
Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Stop right there. Philip is not one of these 12 apostles. Not this guy. Not this one. There's Stephen and Philip who was, who was deacons in the church. Now there's different people. Okay? Now just, just bear with me. Now here's what's unique about this. So this guy goes down to Samaria and he's preaching Christ. He's preaching Christ. Did you see that? And the Bible says signs and miracles and things are going on. Isn't that powerful? And what happens? And the people with one accord gave heed to these things. Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean, unclean spirits, the Bible says, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who had them. And many who were even paralyzed or lame were healed. Isn't that good news? It sounds like a move of God going on there, doesn't it? Sounds like revival hit this city, doesn't it? He's preaching and teaching, signs and wonders, demons are being cast out. And the Bible says, as we keep reading here just for a moment, I want to skip down just a little bit, but I want to show you something. It says, um, verse 9, well, let's just keep reading. Verse 8. Praise God. Look at verse 8. And there was great joy in the city. Isn't that good news? Verse 8. Verse 9. But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was someone great or a great one. Isn't that something? You know, that's what the God of this world does. Did you know the very seed of Satan is that everybody's God and everything you have is already within you? All you're trying to do is bring it out and become all that. In the ultimate end, you're God. Because that's what the seed of Satan was. That's what he told Eve too. He said, you know, God knows that if you did this tree, you'd be like him. Oh my. How many of you know there is a God and you're not him? Amen. Come on. Amen. My wife would tell you that. All right. You know, are you with me? I know that. Amen. Glory to God. Come on. Let me tell you something. There is a God and we're not him. Amen. So the Bible goes on to say this. It says, verse uh, 12, it says, but when they believed Philip's preaching and concerning the things of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, verse 12, they were baptized, both men and women. Amen. So what happened in this city? First of all, we see the Christ is preached. They receive the word of God. Isn't that good news? They received the word of God, both men and women, and they were baptized. They were water baptized. We saw demons being cast out, miracles taking place, wonderful things are going on. Glory to God in a city. And we see here that because of this, these people, well, they must have gotten saved. Don't you think so? How many believe they've gotten saved? I mean, at this point, too, they received Christ, they received the preaching of the kingdom of God, and they were water baptized, both men and women. Woo! Man, you'd think, man, we're done with that. Man, what a great day. What an amazing time, huh? Glory to God. you think, man, we hit the pinnacle here. Man, great revival took place, but let's keep reading. And it was. It was great. We're not going to make anything less of that. That was amazing. Powerful. Verse 14, now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, 
who when they came down, or when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Do you see that? For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. You see that? Praise God. So they've been, they received the word of God. They were saved, water baptized. Now the apostles come down, lay their hands on them because they not had received the Holy Spirit yet and they had not fallen upon none of them. The Bible says on, upon none of them. Upon none of them. Why do you think God puts a distinction like that in here for? Why? So we can't make this thing up as we go. So we can't have this idea, well, over here that when you get saved, you got all the Holy Spirit that you're ever going to get. Are you hearing me? We don't make anything lesser of the work of the Holy Spirit out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 where the Bible says he baptizes you in the body of Christ. Amen. The work of salvation in Jesus and the message of Jesus, the message of Christ, or water baptism, we make nothing light of that. But yet, if you notice, there is a distinction between the two. I said, do you notice there's a a distinction between the two? Then he goes on to say, the Bible says, verse 16, uh, again, I'm going to read it again. For as yet he has fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 17, they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. Verse 18, and when Simon saw. Remember a while ago we saw in the book of Acts, uh, or just a little bit earlier and when, when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was and Peter says, and these people, and the Bible says that they saw and hear the same thing you're seeing and hearing. So now Simon, who has been water baptized, who has received Christ, now has had his hand, hands, hands laid upon him to receive the Holy Ghost as the rest of them. He saw this. What did he see? What did Simon see? We know what Simon says, but what does Simon see? What did he saw? But Simon saw. He said that Simon saw through the laying on of the hands of the apostles, the Holy Ghost was given. So he offered them money saying, give him to me this power. That on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. And and Peter said, no, I'll let your money perish with you. Because you think you're going to buy the gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift of God uh, may be purchased with money. You see that? And he tells him to repent of his wickedness. But the point I want to make here I think is very important. Because Simon saw something. And what did he see? Well, it must have been the same thing that happened in the book of Acts and when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was. Is that right? Because he's sitting here, he's observing these guys laying hands on these saved people already been water baptized, receiving the message of Jesus Christ, received the good word of God, received the word. And the Bible says they laid hands on them, they received the Holy Spirit. So he saw something. You see that? So let's keep looking. Let's just keep keep reading here for a minute. Don't you love the word of God? So would we say that Simon must have saw something when the Holy Spirit came came upon him because the Bible says so. And let's just keep reading here just for a moment. I want us to look down, if you will, and let's go over to Acts chapter 10. Verse 44, Acts chapter 10, verse 44. It says here, Peter's preaching. I love this, I love this chapter. I love this, this 
message Peter's preaching. He's preaching Christ. He's preaching Jesus being raised up from the dead. But look in verse 44. It says, And while Peter yet spake these words, while he was preaching, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them that heard the word. You see that? Now we saw a while ago that the apostles laid hands on them. Is that right? And they received the Holy Ghost. Here it says that while he was preaching the word, as they heard. I'll tell you, when you're hearing the word of God, anything can happen. Do you know the Bible says that the Lord, that God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their diseases and all their destruction. Did you know you can hear the word today and be healed in your body right where you're at right now? It just depends on what you're hearing. There's a lot going on in your head. You need to be hearing the word. You need to not let those things overtake your mind. Won't you hear the word today? Let it begin to work in you. Even Peter said, while they heard the word, while they're hearing the word, the Holy Ghost fell on them who heard the word. You, hear, you see that? And then he goes on to say, verse 45, And they of the circumcision, which is the Jewish believers, which believed, were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Well, how did they know that? And how, how did they know that in the first place? Well, let's see. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, can any man forbid these from being water baptized as we were, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? How did they know they received the Holy Spirit? How did they know that the Holy Ghost had fallen upon them? What's that? Thank you. That's right. They heard them what? What does the Bible say? They heard them speak in tongues. Is that right? And magnify God. They heard them speak in tongues and magnify God. While they heard the word, the Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard the word. What do you think Simon saw? The same thing these guys saw in the book of Acts chapter 2 where the Holy Spirit was poured out. See, oftentimes we think, well, you know, this is a personal thing, you know, and, and I, you know, listen, uh, you, you're going to have to come out of that natural man into the spiritual man and live, live a life out of the spirit. The Bible says we walk after the spirit, not after the flesh. Is that right? Because there's nothing good in the flesh. And we're very limited by our flesh. I mean, we're all, you, listen, there's some really beautiful people in here. I'm not negating that. And I'm also not negating the intelligence of every human being in here that's, you know, and all of that. But let me just say this. You're never going to be as smart as the Holy Spirit. The Bible says he's a counselor. He's a comforter. He's a teacher and he's your guide. Isn't that good news? But we like to, you know, kind of apply our mental thinking to the Holy Spirit to convince him of what we want and how we think and how, but we need to learn to yield to the Holy Ghost. Learning to yield to the Spirit of God, you're going to find out uh, if, you're, if you're willing to yield to the Spirit of God, you'll also receive this, of the Spirit of God. Not just the salvation that comes. Thank God for salvation. Thank God for all of that. That's wonderful. But why live just by your own ability and not learning to live by the ability of the Holy Spirit? You know, Jesus didn't call us to live just a natural life, but a supernatural life that the whole world might go, mm-hmm, y'all are different. We, the natural man, don't like being different. The natural man is too concerned with how they look, how they feel, and what everybody else thinks about them. Huh? But that's just the carnal man. That's the fleshy man. That's the one that says, oh, no, I don't want to be uncomfortable doing anything. That I, well, you, trust me, the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He's not going to have you do anything that you, know, that you won't yield to anymore. But that just means he can only take you so far. You can pray all you want. You can speak and confess all you want. Are you hearing me? 
But until you begin to yield and begin to, begin to let him be who he is in your life, and you learn you're the follower, and he's the leader, come on, are you hearing me right now? And until you begin to say, all right, Lord, I want all that you have. But did you know it don't stop there even once you have received the Holy Spirit of God? No, oftentimes we get born again and, some, and there's a lot of people think, well, I've got all the Spirit of God that I can get right there when I got saved. Mm-hmm. Then we got people who got baptized in the Holy Spirit. After they got saved, they got, whatever, they got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And then they stop right there. They think, well, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I pray in other tongues just like they did in the Bible. Everywhere you see in the Bible that somebody got baptized in the Holy Ghost, they prayed in tongues. Everyone. There's not a different manifestation of evidence that a person's baptized in the Holy Ghost in the Bible except they pray in tongues. You can say, well, I believe in the fruit of the Spirit. But he's not talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit there. And the baptism of the Holy and like I said a while ago, uh, because they had received the Holy Spirit, They didn't even have time to produce any fruit of the Spirit. Come on, guys. Think about it. So that's not the evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit, but every person heard and saw, or they saw. Are you with me? That's the whole understanding. Something's going on in that person's life, and it's sure not natural. Because they're doing something that they're not naturally would normally do. And it's not even a natural thing. No, the Bible calls it Something supernatural. Do you know you live, we, we serve a God that is a spirit, and you're a spirit, and you live in your body. Think about that. God is a spirit. You are a spirit, you live in your body. Isn't that something? I said, isn't that something? And, and now we're talking about the Holy Ghost. We're not talking about something else. You know, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 says this. Ephesians 5.18 says, do not be drunk with wine. Now, oftentimes, people try to use this scripture to try to justify whether we can drink or not. Don't be carnal. That's not what he's talking about. Are you hearing me? He said, be be not drunk with wine when there's excess. And that word excess there doesn't mean how much you can drink either. It actually means, don't be drunk with wine, which, which ruins your life. Are you hearing me? He says, but be filled with the Spirit. So the comparison is, really, he's telling you, be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Because the things of the flesh isn't going to help you. Mm. Praise ye the Lord. He said, be filled with the Spirit. He said, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Making melody in your heart unto the Lord. And giving thanks always unto God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That word, be filled, in that passage of scripture, where it says, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. That word, be filled with the Spirit, means be being filled. Isn't that good news? Do you know in the book of Acts, after the day of Pentecost, after all those 12 apostles and that 120 got filled with the Holy Ghost and all those wonderful things were taking place, man, and Peter steps up and he begins to preach the, that word after he had denied Jesus three times and now he's the first one getting to preach. Can you imagine probably how he had, he had to overcome some things in his mind? Oftentimes as Christians, we're so victimized by our own understanding instead of we identify with, as, as with our problems, where we came from, what we're going through, instead of identifying with who we are in Christ. 
Peter, though, he didn't identify with his denial. He identified with who he was and what God had done in him. And he got up and he preached. Isn't that something? He didn't preach. Oh, well, you know, you guys understand. I denied Jesus three times. You know, I failed. I did this and I did that. He didn't do that, did he? No, he preached Christ. And he preached, and he preached the understanding of the Holy Spirit and what was going on by the prophet Joel, by, by the understanding of what God was doing. So the point I'm trying to make here is this, is that oftentimes we try to, if I can say it right, we just try to put everything in a, in a, in a, in a context that we can, we can manage ourselves, instead of allowing God to be God. So one of the things that we find here is that even after Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 4, by the time you get to Acts chapter 4, they're going through some issues because Peter and John had raised a man at the gate beautiful who got healed, and they go to court over it because people are telling them, don't be preaching. You're wrecking up. You're wrecking, you're wrecking our city here, and people are coming. You know, they're not the same anymore. We can't control the people now. Huh? Think about it. And, and now this great miracle has been done, and don't preach in that name anymore. So they go back and they, get, they go to this room and they get together and they begin to pray and they begin to just talk to God about it. And they said, God, give us boldness. And the Bible says the place was shaken where they were, where they were at. And then the Holy Ghost came in again. And, they, and the Bible says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word with boldness. So your one time filling, come on. Are you hearing me? Because we're talking about the person of the Holy Spirit. Not some kind of something that, that, that just, uh, you know, are you, can I just leave it like that? We're talking about the person of the Holy Spirit, understanding our need, understanding that you're going to go from glory to glory, faith to faith. And the one time infilling that you had or baptism, listen, there's something more for you. I said there's something more for you. Ephesians 5 tells us that we're be being filled. So how do you continually be filled and walk in the spirit and learn how to continually be being filled? Won't you take time and just sing unto the Lord? Won't you make melody in your heart unto the Lord? Won't you begin to just take time? And he says, on the, in your heart, in your heart, out of your spirit. So you can do that anywhere. On the job, at the grocery store, in your car, you can be going, hey, Jesus. Come on. And bless you, Lord. And just talking to the Holy Spirit, talking to the Lord. Talking to the Lord, talking to the Holy Spirit. And the whole time, the Holy Spirit's just being drawn to you. You're just being, being filled. Thank you for listening to today. If you're wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.